Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? <clears throat> Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 19th of December. The countdown is on. It is Thursday. We've had a big shift in our world last night, and we wake up this morning to an impeachment. And all I could think of was when the elections first happened, And everybody on the show for months, I was getting mail. People were upset and they didn't know what to do. And they really felt like, oh, my God. And the truth finds a way. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I don't even care who the characters are. And no matter how bad and ugly it looks, Faith in the truth allows the truth to be told on both sides because there's, depending on what side you're on, they really had to buy their arguments on each side. And I am not going to get into the politics of it, but the fascinating part of watching everybody fight and fight hard for who they are and what they believe and what they need back from what they're saying was just fascinating. Talk about Dream Theme Thursday. It was like watching this dream that wouldn't end. It just kept going on and on and repetition and repetition and repetition to the point where everyone just needed to be heard, even though they were no matter what side you looked at, saying the exact same thing as the person right before them. That's how important being heard is. And then seeing truths unfold and then seeing now where the balance of powers is going to shift in the next phase of this. So it's just a fascinating exercise in watching how our world works, why it works the way it works, and how we get to today. Because it takes all kinds of people. doesn't matter what side of the fence any of us are on. It just takes all kinds of people. So it's been interesting. So we do wake up to a new world today and one that, you know, has to deal with the fallout of a decision. And we get to see how coping mechanisms, you know, take us on from there on. But I have like three dreams today, and they're big ones, so I am going to get started. It says, hi, Nadia, if there's time, could you please interpret a dream I had the other day with my nephew? My nephew is in his late 20s. He doesn't know how to drive a car. In my dream, I'm going somewhere with him, and I know that he can fly a helicopter. We are on our way somewhere, and he tells me, let's go. I know what he means to go in the helicopter with him, and I don't know if it's his or he's renting it, but I just go. By the way, it's late at night. I get in the helicopter, put on my seatbelt, but I forget something, so I ran out to get it, and it's a package or something. I get back in the helicopter, and we take off, and he's really great. 
he's dodging all this stuff and we're almost going to hit a building and he's going straight up to avoid it. It's as if we're in a video game, but he's driving a helicopter. Now he continues to fly up and he passes and goes above the clouds. It's dark outside, so I can't see anything. Now, at one point, my feet feel like they are straight out and that they, and they are, it's like we're going in a slight, slight downward direction. I then realize that my seatbelt is not fastened and I'm ready to fall out and then I click. It's real quick. I asked my nephew, is there anything he can straighten out the helicopter because my feet are sticking straight out like we are level? My nephew replies, oh, that's happening to me too. So he levels out the helicopter. We fly a little bit more and we wind up at the hotel where we were going to, but I don't know why. He brings a helicopter down behind the hotel in a parking area and someone directs him to park in the front. We park in the front and then we get out. I realize that I'm wearing my old slippers with my socks. I tell my nephew, oh man, I forgot to put my shoes on. Then all these people start laughing at me, so I laugh as well. In my head, I say, I really don't like walking around in my slippers because it's just, oh, I'll just trip all the time. Then my nephew gets out, and there's a lot of people around a popular band, and my nephew was in the band just like that. He winds up meeting people he knows and begins to hug them. Then, all of a sudden, I'm somewhere else, and I feel I'm with people who want to do harm to me, and I'm trying to get free. In rooms, I see all these women, and they are being held captive, but at the same time, they are free to leave. I continue to go in and out of these rooms in hotels where I see these women, as I know they are captive, I feel that I, that so am I. I go in and out a few times, and in the middle of this, I wake up, and I don't know what happened. Thank you so much, and much love your way. Oh, wow. <laughs> this dream is telling you that you are ready to take a chance. Kind of what I just said about this whole impeachment. It doesn't matter the outcome. You are ready to take a chance. You got in a helicopter with someone who can't drive a car, but you trusted. You leaked. You were able to give direction even in the moment. You weren't scared. Even when you got out and you realized, oh, I have my slippers on. That's like the equivalent of, oh, I just made a mistake. Oh, that's okay. I can laugh at that. So now you can handle not getting what you want as long as you try, as long as you take that leap. And then when you get to the hotel, and your brain is trying to say, but what if you face this obstacle? And somehow you know consciously, even in your dream, that even though those women are captives, they could be anybody, women, children, men, as long, even though those people are captive, that they still have the right to leave. They still have a right to make a decision. Somehow they could. They just haven't. Because this whole dream is all about leaping, taking a chance, 
seeing conflict show up, having things come in out of the blue, and yet you can handle all of them. You are ready to face what you need to face. You are ready to leap into what the next step of your life is. You understand that there might be hiccups along the way, but you also understand you can handle those hiccups. As I was reading it, because I don't read the dreams prior to doing the show, probably 99% of the time, because it's, it's, takes away the fun for me you know I like to just hear them as you hear them and at the same time every time you said your legs would bent out straight that that makes me laugh I don't know why I have that weird sense of humor but it makes me laugh but the fact that you trusted the leap the leap is your nephew you trusted someone that in most cases, I wouldn't have gotten in a helicopter with him. But it worked. And not only that, the two of you got along. You trusted. You got along. So whatever you're leaping into, it's ripe now. You know, Christ always says there is no right time. There is only a ripe time, R-I-P-E. So when things are ripe, they are able to happen. It's like me, things that I I accepted before that I don't accept now because I have ripened through experience to understanding why I won't accept that. And then there's things that I wouldn't accept before that I think are great now, and there's a reason for that. I have ripened through experience into understanding that. So you are ripened is what it's saying. You are ready it's like, you know, you're, you're hanging on a tree and the fruit isn't ready to be eaten. It's not ready. It's not ready. And then that perfect day where you can handle being picked off that tree and enjoyed. And you can enjoy this part, this leap that you can take at this time. It's so interesting that when we think about doing something, most of the reasons that we come up with are why we shouldn't do it, not why we should. We know why we want to, but why we should do it or shouldn't do it. And the shouldn'ts usually win. And this dream is telling you the shoulds are winning. So there you have it. It's a good dream. It's a leapy dream. You know, you're, you're, you're bouncing off that trampoline right now. So take yourself up on it. So I have another three dreams. One's in chat. Two are on the page. Let me go to the page first. They're longer. I have uh, Maria Dulce, and she writes this on the radio page. And she says, good morning, Nadia. Please, if there's time, I have two dreams. A few days ago, one after the other. First dream. Wow, we have another airplane. I was in a small airplane, flying very low between buildings that seemed to be empty and some in construction. I thought it was funny how the plane could get through the building so easily. Then I was in a room with some people and some children of very young ages. I think they were five in total. I gave them a hug and recognized each of them. I loved them. The last one was 
a one-year-old girl. She was wearing a yellow dress and a lemon-colored cardigan. I seemed to know that her name was Amanda. I loved her so much, I did not want to leave her. I knew she was coming with me, end of dream. I woke up at 4.14 a.m. P.S. I checked in the dictionary, Amanda means lovable, fit to be loved. I went back to sleep. Second dream. You, Nadia, were staying a few days here in London, and you came to my home for a visit. You were so welcome, and I was thinking how to accommodate you and make you feel comfortable instead of being in a hotel. You could read my thoughts. I was in the kitchen preparing for you some breakfast and a cup of coffee. I made a toast and put butter on it, but I laughed when I noticed how much butter I was putting on a single toast. I realized that I was a bit nervous and excited with your visit. I made another toast with butter and made you a coffee in a glass mug that I never noticed that I had it before. I was very pleased. I put hot water first to keep the mug hot, then made you an American-style coffee, large, of water, no milk, no sugar. I don't know why I did it this way, but in the dream seemed normal. You were sitting on the sofa in the living room. Your presence was very strong, not heavy, but light, loving, happy, smiling, non-judgmental. My daughters were doing some cleaning in the house, chatting between them. They knew how important was your visit in our home, our house. My husband was walking through the kitchen and going upstairs. He said something in Arabic. You got up and came in the kitchen. I told you he didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. He is very loving. You looked at me and told me, I know. Again, you knew as well. I gave you the coffee and toast. We chatted for a few minutes. Then suddenly a shiny cylinder metal bar was given to you, appeared in your right hand. It was a sign for you. You knew what to do and where to go. I thought it was a piece to help you to set you off like a rocket. End of dream. Thanks always. I am so embarrassed for sharing my dreams, but because they felt so real, my curiosity wins every single time. So your first dream, again, flying. The impossible between buildings and not getting hurt. And, you know, planes. They're wider than a street, but in the dreams, these two dreams, the other one parked in a parking lot and somebody navigated, you know, it, it's a lot of space to even just forget a plane, but um, a helicopter, it's a lot of space to bring those things down. So here you're dreaming that, but you're feeling love. So that one-year-old girl that you fell in love with, it's that, this is the most beautiful part. That's you. Getting to know that you're okay. That you are lovable. You are fit to be loved. That you've been through all these things that might have felt impossible, like a small plane flying between buildings construction, things being built. And you thought it was funny how the plane could get through the building so easily. And it's because you have gotten through some really hard things with yourself. And then you're with children. It brought you back to that innocence 
that young age before you were shaped into being who you are, before the experiences that came into your life that started to blueprint how you were going to think through adversity or, or create adversity even in your life. But when you gave them a hug and recognized each of them, that you loved them, you were giving yourself acceptance of your experiences as you went along. And yellow, a bright color. Happiness is behind it. The name, lovable, fit to be loved. And you loved her so much that you did not want to leave her. And the good news is you don't have to leave her. You knew she was coming with you because that was you. That lovable girl is you. And you are fit to be loved. That's a great dream. That's like, hey, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and I came out to the other side. And now I can see myself and I don't want to leave who I am. I'm happy with who I am. And then you have the second dream where I come to visit, which I think is is really cool. Um, And you were preparing. And you were trying to make me something. And and I got to see your family and I got to see everyone. And, And really what you're saying is, My home is open. I am ready to be seen. I am ready to share. I have grown to the point of being able to see and to share. And I may have not been able to do this before, but I'm I'm ready for that now. I'm ready to take on life on life's own terms. I don't need to bend them and break them to fit my small image of what life is. I'm ready to take it for what it is. I'm ready to be seen. I'm proud of my daughters. I'm proud of my husband. I want them to be seen too. I believe we are a unit. When I present myself, I am presenting all of us because of my growth, my family now has grown. And I'm good with that. I'm comfortable with it. You were just sitting on the sofa. Your presence was very strong, not heavy, but light. That's how Christ feels to me. He's here and he, you know, I want to say comes to me in certain ways, but I've never, ever felt the weight of it. I never felt the weight of writing the books. I never feel the weight of doing the show. I, I do it like I'm breathing. But that gift is not mine alone. It's all of ours. And my presence reminds us of that. That every single one of us count. Every single one of us means something to God. We are not left behind. No matter what we try to tell ourselves, God just waits for us to catch up. Because he knows We are already loved because he already loves us. And when we don't love ourselves, we do some pretty crazy things. 
but he also knows that we will get there. Even if it takes till the day we leave earth, he knows we will get there. The fact that I could just be sitting on your sofa in the living room, you're basically saying, I can handle that presence. I'm not Christ, but I have a relationship with him. And there's people that I have physically met, a woman, I will never forget it, who said to me, I will not look into your eyes. Like, I never even thought of anyone looking into my eyes. But she said that to me. And she said, because I don't want you to see me. First thing I thought was, what don't you want me to see? Because my brain is like Mr. Curious all the time. But I got to know her over time. And she just turned out to be a really private person. And she was used to that privacy. But somehow when we met, she knew that I knew. And I asked her about it a few times because her father was one of the first people to buy my book. And I have to tell you, he bought about 200 copies of that book and gave them to people. And she was one of the people who are like, oh, my God, my dad just joined the cult. He's buying a computer now. He never wanted a computer before because, yeah, he was older. He's passed now. And I was actually with him in the hospital the night prior. And he's a beautiful man. But she didn't want to be seen. And then over time, it was okay to be seen. Once we realized that we don't need to hide, we need to see. And you got there. So great two dreams. Thank you for sending them in. Well, see, we got to visit. So there you have it. I have one more dream, and it's from Liam, and it's in the chat. And he says, I had a dream a youngish man and woman were at the altar getting married. The man was in a white dress and the woman in a suit, like a man's traditional suit. They seemed not too interested in the marriage and looked a bit fed up. On the way down the aisle after marrying, the man turned around and threw the flowers to the crowd in the church. They didn't look pleased to be doing swapping clothes or too pleased full stop. Isn't that interesting? They're bucking tradition. So you're seeing like you're witnessing in a way just somebody who is feeling rebellious. They're rebelling against the norms. I'll wear the dress. You'll wear the suit. I'll throw the flowers into the crowd. I'm not happy about this, which is that rebellious feeling. If they did that same act and he wore the dress and she wore the suit and they thought it was funny, then that would be another story because now they're enjoying their differences. But this is saying I'm a little bit rebellious about my differences. But I still want to be married. I still want a partner. I still want to be loved. But there is a bigger aspect to this. 
that love technically is genderless. Does it matter who wears what? But they're not there yet in the dream. In the dream, they're rebellious. But in the bigger picture, if I were to tell you, what is your takeaway from a dream like this? Is that you understand that no matter man or woman, no matter what clothes we put on to identify that, no matter if you're sad or mad or happy, no matter if you're rebellious or, you know, bucking tradition, that you want to, you know, buck tradition to this level because if you're heterosexual, well, let's switch suits. And if you're homosexual, then you both wear suits. And if you're, you know, uh, a lesbian couple, then you both wear dresses or, or whatever it is. In your dream, it's really looking at the irrelevance of what we choose to do, but how much it says about us. So your takeaway is like, yeah, you know what? They still tried to be different, even though they were heterosexual. And rebellion is rebellion is rebellion. And people don't need to be rebellious anymore. Because in the dream, it wasn't you getting married, and it wasn't you walking down the aisle, and it wasn't you throwing the flowers in an almost disrespectful tone. And they weren't even really happy that they swapped clothes. And so unhappy is unhappy is unhappy is unhappy. You cannot turn somebody who is not happy into happy. You can't. It's not your job. You can witness them like you did. But because you know that love is genderless, that you have heard that in your lifetime, you are able to have a dream that bucks the norms. But it also showed you the different reasons people buck the norms. They may buck the norms out of rebellion. They may buck the norms out of growth. They may buck the norms out of love, out of fun. It all depends on the energy that they're putting behind it. It's like Maria's dream. It was business as usual at their house when I was there. Even though she wanted me to be comfortable, I would have been comfortable because she was comfortable with me there. So now we all get to be comfortable. This couple was uncomfortable. And you may also take away from this that maybe you may think that relationships feel rebellious at times or that maybe the partners people choose is for rebellion and not love. Like they have a partner in crime, you know, to play out that rebellion. But your view of relationships, the necessity of those relationships may also be something to think about. Because having a relationship is a full-out statement of how we get along with another person. The best relationships are people who get along. 
even if what they get along with may not be something somebody else may look at and say, wow, I wish I was that couple. But if they are that couple and they both are coming from the same page, then it's okay for them because it's all about interaction. And when there's positive interaction, there's things that come out of them that people witness because positive people tend to affect others. Negative people affect others, but in a negative way. You want to run away. And this wedding, I'm surprised anybody was at the wedding, that you even were there. But you had to witness that not all relationships are happy, that they can be based on other factors. They can even be based on mutual angst towards life. But the bigger thing is love is genderless. No matter what the person wears, no matter what their body is, it is genderless. And just because someone's different doesn't mean they're nice or happy. even though a lot of people who are, in quotes, different than the norm have found their niche of happiness in life, and that's possible too. So just for, it's an interesting dream about reversing roles and maybe understanding that things are bigger than they seem, that the meaning of their behavior is more rebellion than it is about being different. All right, you guys, I got like four second left. Have a great week, or not weekend, but rest of this week. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.